بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا uh, This is uh, class number 12 <coughs> and this in بلوغ المرام book of fasting and this is hadith number 543 and this is the hadith of uh, Aisha رضي الله عنها عن عائشة رضي الله عنها أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اكتحل في رمضان وهو صائم رواه ابن ماجه بإسناد ضعيف وقال الترمذي لا يصح في هذا الباب شيء نريتد عائشة رضي الله عنها that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم applied كحل كحل applied كحل in Ramadan while he was fasting and this is reported by Ibn Majah through a weak chain of narrators and at Tirmidhi said there is nothing authentic on this subject there is nothing authentic on this subject now uh, in, the, in the discussion okay in the discussion uh, in this narration it said that the Prophet ﷺ applied kuhl <clears throat> no. The kuhl is known. He applied the kuhl uh, in his eyes. And uh, the best type is al ithmid antimony. Uh, that it uh, strengthens the sight and beautifies the eye and also holds firm the eye lids so there are many benefits regarding it this is the al-ithmid that's the best type okay do you know of this do you know of this type now the question is is it existing now or what's uh, present or what's found in the markets is not the original one. Some people have mentioned that the original Ifmid exists. Others mentioned that it doesn't exist. But what's uh, in the market is something uh, that resembles it. And the reference in this uh, is to the uh, physicians, if they say that uh, in what is existing now there are benefits like the original one, then let it be used. Uh, so, he applied kuhl in Ramadan while he was fasting, meaning during the day of Ramadan, in the day of Ramadan while fasting. Uh, And that this hadith, as you heard, uh, was reported by Ibn Majah uh, through a weak chain of narrations or narrators. So, if it is weak, what's the benefit of mentioning it in this book which is called Bulu al-Maram min adillat al-Ahkam? attainment of the objective 
according to the evidence of the ordinances. What's the benefit of mentioning it in this book? The answer is that the benefit is that if this hadith is mentioned in any book and you come across it in any book, you will know that Al-Hafid ibn Hajar in his book Bulugh al-Maram mentioned that its isnad is da'if, its isnad is weak. And this is a great benefit. Uh, why? Because uh, in many of the books of the fuqaha, rahimahumullah, you find many weak narrations. Why? Because the fuqaha, rahimahumullah, they don't verify the narrations as the people of hadith verify them. And many times they use as proof uh, certain narrations which have no isnad, no isnad to them, no chain of narrations to them. Now, what about the ruling? We don't need this narration and when it comes to the ruling here. Uh, whether the Prophet ﷺ applied the kuhul or not. Why? Because if we examine the texts, we find that the invalidators of fasting, al-mufattirat, they don't comprise the kuhul to begin with. So because it is not a, a food, nor it is a drink, nor it is of the sexual uh, intercourse uh, or the other invalidators like like uh, deliberate vomiting and like hijama uh, cupping so it is not therefore to be considered from the invalidators of fasting al-mufattirat and if it is not from the invalidators of the fast of the fast then whoever claims that it is an invalidator then he should provide the dalil the evidence and so therefore from this we conclude that we need a dalil, an evidence that it is mufattar, that it breaks the fast. We don't need a dalil that it doesn't break the fast. Why? Because in origin it doesn't. So therefore we say al-kuhl to the fasting person is of no harm. Whether the fasting is of optional type or it is of the fard type. And whether the fasting person uh, finds the taste of kuhl in his throat or not. Why? Because some of the kuhl material have strong penetration where the taste of the kuhl may reach the throat. Would it then cause a breaking of the fast? The answer, no, it doesn't. Why? Because if we go to find and examine whether really the kuhl is from the invalidators, we don't find that. We don't find that it is an ev- any evidence to indicate that it is from the invalidators. The other thing is that uh, the, the, uh, the principle behind the ruling is not, it's not that the, the taste reaches the, the throat, but the underlying cause uh, of the ruling is that 
what's eaten reaches the stomach uh, which is the collecting place of food and with respect to the throat what reaches it does not invalidate the fasting some of the scholars on the other hand mention that the kuhl if, uh, if it reaches if the kuhl uh, reaches the throat and its taste uh, reaches this uh, place and the throat then that would uh, break the fasting but this saying is weak and what indicates is its weakness is the lack of evidence that it is an invalidator the lack of evidence that it is an invalidator and also the eye is not a pathway for food and drink so that for us to say that oh when it reaches the throat because the eye is not a pathway for food and drink so we have now two uh, great uh, underlying causes that the eye is not a pathway for the drinks and food we don't we, we don't know of anyone who when he wants to eat he puts the uh, the uh, the bite in his eyes uh, nor does he put the drink there secondly uh, whoever says that the invalidator of fasting that the, the cause is uh, the reaching of the invalidator to the throat we say you cannot prove that so accordingly therefore the kuhl does not invalidate the fasting whether its taste reaches the throat or it doesn't now if someone says well uh, this ruling of yours may be, in, may be uh, uh, maybe rendered invalid <coughs> if uh, a person passes uh, medicine through the nose, snuffs the medicine through the nose, and it reaches the throat. Now, the answer is that the nose is a pathway is a pathway that leads to the stomach and this is evident in the fact that the ill person uh, who uh, take uh, the medicine through the, uh, th- through the nose uh, reaches the stomach and the ill person benefits from that uh, in contrast to the eye now if, if he says if someone says if he snuffs something, passes the medicine through the nose, and uh, it reaches the throat, uh, then would you consider that this is something that breaks the fast or not? The answer is to say, if this is expected, uh, that it reaches the stomach, then yes. Because, why? Because if it reaches the throat and then he swallows that and it goes to the stomach uh, you know then this uh, if this is expected such that if it reaches the throat then he would swallow and then it will go to the stomach then uh, in this case it does invalidate but if we know that it doesn't 
only we know that the taste, uh, like the heat of it or something, uh, reaches the uh, the stomach or reaches the the uh, the, uh, the the throat. Then in this case, it does not invalidate the fasting. And accordingly, this medicine, which is used uh, for the asthma people, asthma who are suffering from asthma, uh, the inhalators, uh, and uh, this is vapor, uh, does not reach the uh, stomach, and so it does not uh, invalidate uh, the fasting, because it doesn't reach the stomach. However, it's something cool which opens the, uh, the uh, uh, bronchitis, uh, bronchitis uh, tubes, and it does not reach, it dilates these tubes, and it does not uh, reach to the, to the stomach. And what, what about, uh, think about if someone steps on a hanvala, uh, which is the uh, colicinus, which is a, a fruit of a very bitter uh, plant. Very, very bitter. It's taken as uh, a, a reference for bitterness. And it's very penetrating, greatly penetrating. If someone steps on it, and it breaks under his foot, he would find its taste in his throat. Would this invalidate the fasting? No, it does not invalidate the fasting in accordance with the school of thought of Imam Ahmad rahimahullah. Uh, and they, and they, and they uh, while they, on the other hand, consider that the kuhul uh, invalidates the fasting if it reaches uh, the throat. But when it comes to the, this example on this bitter uh, uh, fruit, they consider that it does not invalidate the fasting and they argue that the foot or the foot is not a pathway for food. And we answer and therefore and therefore and, and we answer by the same argument and say the eye also is not a pathway, a regular pathway for food. Is that clear? By the same argument. So therefore here uh, the eye, the first benefit, the eye is not a pathway for food. And therefore, the kohl does not invalidate uh, the fasting. Uh, we'll stop here, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, wa taslima kathira.